Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short, about a 13-minute Bible study that we get into every day, and that helps us to stay strong in our faith and even grow stronger because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. It also helps keep us focused on a relationship with God and upon our soul's salvation and helps us to have a more spiritual and therefore positive mindset to be able to deal with life every day. You know people in your life who need to turn their thinking and their focus around, don't you? Help them by sharing these short studies with them every day through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, with your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, with literally everybody you can every day. You may help somebody turn their life around and get to heaven. What a great blessing for them, but also a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing these short lessons with everybody you can every day. We're going to begin a new line of study and thought, and actually it's a follow-up to what we did last week. We talked last week about the question, can God save a crook? Well, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, beginning with verse 9, we read this particular text, and it's very pertinent because Paul writes this to Christians, to members of the Lord's church in the city of Corinth, in that particular congregation of the Lord's church. He said, do you not know, uh, do you, uh, I'm sorry, do you not know that the unrighteous, that is sinners, in other words, ungodly, that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, now there's the crooks in this list, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And so Paul is laying out here in this particular list a host of different kinds of sinful, ungodly, unfaithful, unrighteous lifestyles, practices. And so if the text ended there, as we pointed out last time, then we would be perhaps rather forlorn. We might say, uh, what's the use? I can't be forgiven. I've done some of those things. But the next verse is key for us. In verse 11, he goes on and says, and such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And so Paul says, these kinds of sinful lifestyles, they'll keep you out of heaven if you don't receive forgiveness for them, is the understanding. And then he goes on and says, and such were some of you. Now, of course, the, the term crook, when we ask that initial question, can God save a crook, it's simply representative. We could, ask this, we could insert any of these other terms and a whole host of other sinful kind of practices in, in that particular question in place of the word crook. Could God forgive? Could God save an idolater, an adulterer, a homosexual, a sodomite, somebody who's covetous, a drunkard, an extortioner? What about a murderer? And the list could go on and on. An adulterer, an adulteress, a liar. Revelation 21 verse 8 says, all liars shall find their part in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Very descriptive terminology for hell. Well, can God save a liar? Of course, 
the answer to all of those questions and any other sinful lifestyle description that you could insert in that particular question in place of the word crook, yes, the answer is yes. And we saw that in that study as we went through it. We went through it in detail and in depth, and we said, yes, God can forgive. God can save anyone who comes to him for forgiveness and salvation through Jesus Christ, repenting of their sins. And what does the word repentance mean again? A change of mind that leads to a change of behavior. Now, the the leading to the change of behavior is inherently understood in the change of mind definition. And so anyone who comes to God in repentance and confessing their faith in Jesus Christ as their Savior and surrendering to him in baptism, their sins will be washed away by the blood that Jesus Christ shed on the cross. Now, again, how did Paul put that here? in verse 11 of 1 Corinthians chapter 6, and such were some of you. You were people who were taking part, some of you at least, in these kinds of sinful practices. And of course, this list, as I said, is just representative. It's not all inclusive. It's like the list in Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 21, where Paul ends that longer list with the catchphrase, and the like. So anything else you could come up with, you could think of, that would be, again, a, sin, a sinful practice or lifestyle, all of these are included in these particular lists by the Apostle Paul. Those kinds of practices, those kinds of lifestyles will keep you out of heaven. But then Paul said, and such were some of you, but you were washed. Washed how? Well, not go into the sink and washing your hands. Of course, they didn't have sinks like we have them today. Not going and taking a bath with literal water. They were washed by the blood of Christ. When Ananias came to Saul of Tarsus, who had been a horrible, violent enemy of the church before being confronted by the Lord on the road to Damascus, but even having been confronted by the Lord on the road to Damascus, he was not saved. He was not yet forgiven. Jesus told him to go into the city and you'll be told what you must do. And then he sent Ananias to go tell him what he must do. And Ananias said, why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling in the name of the Lord. And so when Paul reminds the Corinthian Christians here in verse 11, such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified. In other words, set apart from the world. And that happens as you are born again into Christ through the water and the blood. John 3, verses 3 through 5. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Why were you justified? Because you were forgiven. You were cleansed of the guilt of your sins as you were baptized into him. So, yes, God can save a crook. We establish that. Some of the Christians in Corinth were those kinds of sinners before they became Christians, before they were cleansed by the blood of Christ through the act of obedience that we understand as baptism. The great invitation, including the gospel message of salvation, is extended to everyone by our Lord himself. 
In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, he said, come to me, all you who ever, uh, who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Matthew 11, verses 28 and 29. The gospel message, the invitation to come to Christ for forgiveness and salvation is extended to everyone. And as Paul put it here, even to crooks, even to all of those kinds of, all of those people who, who had participated in, taken up lifestyles that were exhibited in those various sinful practices, and a whole lot more that Paul didn't even list there. Yes, the invitation is to everybody. When Jesus was ready to ascend back to heaven, after having been crucified on the cross, after having risen from the dead physically, and having presented himself risen for a period of 40 days before multitudes of people, the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he had appeared on one occasion before 500 at least. And so we don't know how many the total was before whom he appeared risen during those 40 days that he walked upon the earth after the resurrection. But then when he was ready to ascend back to heaven, he told the apostles to go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. In other words, to all humanity. He who believes and is baptized shall be saved. He who does not believe shall be condemned. As math, and that's Mark 16, verses 15 and 16. As Matthew recorded that great, invita- uh, that great commission, he said, he wrote Jesus' words, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatever, whatsoever I've commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always till the end of the age of the world. Amen. So, Look at those words, those terms. Go into all the world, preach the gospel to all creation. He, of course, that's generic. Any person who believes and is baptized shall be saved. Make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. See, the great invitation to come to God through Jesus And it's only through Jesus that we can come to God, John 14 and verse 6. Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And the Apostle Paul wrote in Romans 6 and verse 23, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And so we come to God through Christ for forgiveness and salvation. God can save a crook. God can save even a murderer. God can save, and you just fill in the blanks there. Yes, we learn that, and we emphasize that particular point of truth in the first section of this study when we ask the question, can God save a crook? And the answer is, without question, absolutely unequivocally. Yes, God can save a crook. Now, what's the application for that? However bad that you think you have been or are now, 
in your lifestyle. God can forgive you and save you if you will come to him through Jesus Christ in repentance, confessing your faith in Jesus as God's Son and your Lord and Savior, and being baptized for the remission of your sins, and then beginning to live that life of faithfulness for the rest of your days on this earth. Revelation 2 and verse 10. Now, we're going to get into the follow-up to this next time. Somebody says, hey, I'm not a crook. Well, swish that around in your head until next time. Let's pray. Father, thank you for loving us so much and being so gracious that no matter how bad we have been, if we will come to you your way through your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, you're ready to forgive us. You're eager to forgive us, and we can be saved. Please, Father, please, we pray, forgive us and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.